Okay. Doing daf Sadi. Hey. Starting right at the top. Mishnah. Mishnah asks a general question. Mabin Pesach Rishon Lashani. What are the discrepancies, the halachic differences between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Shani? So just to understand the basic idea is that the Torah says in Parshas Falosko that we are meant to do uh, like like the regular laws of the Pesach, Pesach also. We should treat Pesach Rishon the same way we treated Pesach uh, Pesach Shani the same way we treated Pesach Rishon. That's definitely the general rule. Uh, but then the pasuk also goes on to say there are a few things that you're supposed to do that are the same. You're supposed to eat it with matzah and mar. The Torah says you can't break any bones, and the Torah says you shouldn't leave it over until the morning. So there are there's like a, three specific things which the Torah speaks speaks about, and then there's also the general thing that it's supposed to be like the Pesach Rishon. So now we're going to figure out, based upon Jerashah, what the exact discrepancies are. So the Mishnah says, In the first Pesach, the din is, you're not allowed to have chametz. Right? You're not allowed to have chametz on Pesach. Torah says in Barsha's bow. However, during Pesach, you can have chametz and matzah with him together at the home. Meaning, you have to have matzah, but on the other hand, you're allowed to have chametz also. Second chilek, Rishon Tan Halal Bachilasa. When you first time you eat the mat, the Pesach Pesach Rishon, is the din you have to say Halal as you eat it. Right? We're going to see that it actually comes from Pasuk, the din that the Halal is a part of the Seder. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to see that there's a din of Halal Vashini Inu Tan Halal Bachilasa. Pesach Shini does not require Halal to be eaten. However, when it's eaten. However, Zevazaton Halabasiyas, and they both require hollow when they're brought. This is something we learned back in the fifth parak that when they brought the the the, the carbon pasach and Arab Pesach, when they were slaughtering it, they would be singing hollow. So they required that on Pesachini as well. Vinachal and Sully, they are both eaten in a roasted way. They have to be roasted. Almaza Roman Matzo and Mar, Vidokhamasa Shabbos. They both have the right to override Shabbos. Arab Pesach Shabbos or Pesachini Shabbos, the carbon is steel prop. So the Gemara now elaborates how we come to all these halachos. It says in the Bryce, first the Pasuk says, So you should do Pasuk like all the laws of the Pasach. So we say, what does it mean like all the laws? The mitzvah should be gufa kasem medaber. The lashon and yasu osu is mashma. We're only talking about things that are apply inherently to the carbon, meaning not all the peripheral laws that can apply. Like, you know, for example, having matzah, I'm sorry, having chametz is something which is peripheral. It's not in the etzim din of the Pasach. It's something which is something else. It's not about the carbon itself. So the Pasach is saying, also, we're saying it's only mashma that the gufa Pasach, the dinim of the Pasach itself, of the carbon itself, are supposed to be the same on Pasach Rishini as they are by Pasach Rishon. Then, so we have a question, Mr. Sha'al how do we know the commandments that are not about the carbon itself, but are just on the outside? How do we know how do we know that they also apply? What would an example like that be? Like eating matzah and mar. It's not about the car- it's not about the carbon itself, but it's something that you eat that accompanies the carbon. How do you know you have to have matzah and mar? It says matzah The Torah adds that again. The Torah says so only gives three things as well. You know, you have to eat matzah and mar. You can't leave over to the morning. You can't bring a bone. Now says the Bryce. I would think maybe even things which are completely. Extra, meaning not about the carbon itself, but things that are beyond the carbon, I would think also apply. Now, that's a strange Havim, meaning because we just started off in the Bryce of saying that it says, So this line is a little bit difficult. The Gemara will explain why now suddenly we think it should apply to all things which even aren't about the carbon Pesach itself. 
But the Gemara now thinks that maybe we should include even things which are not about the carbon. The Torah said another example, not to break a bone. So why is the Torah saying that example? Because it's coming to tell you, just as breaking the bone is something that's about the carbon Pasach itself. It's about the bones of the animal. It only meant to say, it only meant to say um, the things which apply to the, to the animal itself. Okay. Very good. And ah, you're going to wonder, why do we have to say the third thing? Why does the Torah have to say, don't leave it over till the morning? So we'll see. The Gemara later on will explain to us. Says the bride, so further, Yisri ben Yudomer, he disagrees. He said, you made it very complicated, right? We made it that we were going through each of the examples. Yisri ben Yudomer says, Yasu also, the language that they should prepare it, which is the Lashon, See, he's saying, you don't have to bring anything out from the three mitzvahs which were said at Matzah, Mara, leaving over to the morning and the breaking of the bone. So add some lashon of the Pasuk. also teaches us that it's only also, only things that apply to the carbon Pesach. So, so, so maybe, and, 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 it may, and maybe we'll add a few things which are peripheral, which the Torah says, like Matzah, Mara, but there's no Havamina that I would include, that I would include anything else. So, it basically sounds like the dispute is the Tanakhama starts off thinking Yasu also, like Yisuf and Yehuda implies, just the mitzvah shivagufa. But then suddenly, once we included Matzah Omar, now suddenly he's thinking we should include everything. And then he's using Shiras Esem, and we'll see he's using also leaving over till the morning as a limitation to how much we include. Even Yudah is saying, you stick with what you have. Yasu Oso, the Torah only said things that are about the carbon Pesach itself. Only those things apply to Pesach Sheni. There's the Torah also added Matzah Omar. And obviously the gloomy question is, so what's the Torah saying? What's the Torah saying according to East Ben Yudah? We're breaking the boats and leaving over till the morning. And that the Gemara, the Gemara will discuss. So everyone, it sounds like, agrees in the law. The question is in the Jerusha. So now the Gemara goes through this. Amar Amar, what did we say? We said, we started off, even in the Tanakhama, and I would say it's only Mitzvah Shabbat Gufo. Then we said, and then we said, oh, I would say even Mitzvah Shalom Gufo. But we say, oh, it says, just like breaking the bones. So the Gemara analyzes, you said, that I would think we should include even things which aren't about the Karma Pesach itself. So why would I think that? You started off saying, this is the way it happened. First, I would say it's only Mitzvah Shabbat But then the Torah also said, and we see the rule is not true. Because again, not the carbon itself. It's from the outside. It's something extra to the carbon. So you see that the words Yasu Oso, that they should prepare it, is not precise, meaning we're including in the midst of the Pesachini, even things that aren't about the carbon. So maybe the way you should dash it up is Pratu Klau, meaning the Torah first said the examples. Right? It said, don't leave over to the morning and don't break the bones. And then it said, So it's Prat, first the specifications, and then there's a Klau, a generalization. And the rule is, when I say klal, most of all the whenever there's proud of klal, the rules are not limited to the specification, but the opposite is broadened. Because first the specification, and then we broaden it to everything. And we're saying, oh, so is, of course, la davka, because it can't be davka, because the Torah said, matzah mar. So komili nami, I would say, yasu so should come and include everything extraneous to the Pesach as well. Kamash Malan, therefore the Torah had to tell us, by telling us three examples, that it's not the case. So basically like this, if we just had the words conceding as false, if we just had the words, we would say the reading of that is literal, only things about the carbon Pesach itself. But that's clearly not the halacha, because the Torah gave an example first of Matzah Mar, which are extraneous. Okay. So now I would say just the opposite. I would say Prat Uklau. The Klal is most of Allah Prat. That's one of the Yud Gimel Midos. So I would say Matzah Mar in Prat, 
Now it's broad in everything, every single aspect of Pesach, whether it's related to the carbon or not, applies to Pesach Sheni. So to preclude that, the Torah wrote, The Torah gave two more examples to say, no, 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 it's only going to be things that are like these two, which are, which are uh, related to the carbon itself. So we're going to break down, and we'll see in the Gemara a little bit later, what exactly are things that we've excluded, what exactly are things that we have included from all of this. We'll clean it up. But that's the basic idea here in the, Tana, in the Tanakhama, is that it ends up being, Lav davka mitzvah shemekufo, lav davka, but to a certain limitation, it has to be things that are related to the carbon, like matzo mar. Then Isi ben Yehuda, he disagreed. Isi ben Yehuda was saying, no, 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 stick to, stick to the Chol also. Also is davka, also means only, only mitzvah shemekufo. Just we include one thing, we include matzo mar. That's the way he goes. So according to him, the Gemara says, Isman Yudah, Hayat What does he need the Torah to say, don't break a bone? Bishlam and the Tanakhama, if not the Torah didn't say that, you would have said, Nasa Klaal Mosef, Allah Pride included everything. And according to Isman Yudah, who's saying, Yasu, so is Dafka, so it's only Mr. Shmegufo. So why did the Torah have to say not to break the bone? You're right, it's not a common telling any new novelty that it applies to the Karm Pesach. I would have known it applies. The Chedesh is, it's coming to tell me some, a new halacha, that it's forbidden to break a bone, even if it doesn't have an arrow. This is how Allah mentioned back on Daf What's the practical? There's no practical difference between your opinion? Doesn't seem so. Doesn't seem so. It seems just purely. I mean, this might be the practical difference. According to Yisav ben Yehuda, the breaking of the bone is extra, and it must become tell me something new. Which, according to the Tanakama, we don't have the Torah telling us. According to the Tanakama, why the Torah say don't break a bone? Because I wouldn't have known exactly which laws apply and which don't. If the Torah not written that, I would have said Yasu, so it's a klal motzav ala and we include everything. You know, it would have been also not to have uh, chametz. But so we needed to limit types of things that apply. So why is the Torah saying? Why is the Torah saying not to break the bone? So he's able to darshan and other halacha, and it's also to break bones even if there's no marrow. Rabbanon Hayasu Oso According to Rabbanon, we're saying that it's really Lav Dafko Yasu Oso, right? It's not about, because they're a thing where we, we, we really focus on the three examples according to the Tanakhama. So why does the Pesach say, why does the Torah say the Lashon of Oso if it's really Lav Dafka? So the Torah says, It's coming to tell you that the Karm Pesach Shini shouldn't be shachted for just one person. If we could help it, we'd rather have more than one person in the Chabura. The Karm Pesach as far as we could, to make sure it's at least two people, we do. Which is an interesting halacha. So let's say it was only one person who was telling me he was pushed away to Pesach Shini. So what do we do? We remember Tamei, one other person. Very interesting halacha. Rashi says, you know, throw a dead, throw a dead chariots on one guy. If you hold in Shlomo Zarkon and Tamei Shariots, that would be effective. But you have to be thinking ahead, also. Yeah, yeah so a month before it, you have to think exactly, exactly. Says the Gemara. Now we elaborate on the Chachamim's way, and we're going to see exactly what we include and exactly what we exclude from the Joshua Kachol Chukas Apasa. So. I would say the same way first Pesach is Asr, not to have any Chametz. So to Pesach, you can't have any Chametz. The Torah says, you should eat Matzumar. So we're saying that the mitzvot that apply are only things, um, that, uh, that those apply to the Pesach Sheni, but not other things. And again, it's because the Torah is specifying the three mitzvahs, that now how we see that we look at it as three examples. These are the, like the three prototypes, the three, the three things that apply to it, but not other things. And, and we'll see that all the mitzvahs that the Torah gave are somewhat more intrinsic to the carbon than something like not having chametz. Not having chametz is not really related directly to the carbon at, at all, so therefore it's not included. 
I would only know that the rule applies to a positive mitzvah. Like Amaratzasram Yochlu is a mitzvah. It's a positive mitzvah. So this idea is a, it would be like, again, a prototype for what types of things we include for Bazashini. I would say you include any mitzvah sasei which go with the karma. What, what, what was the Because it's, because really it says, again, according to the Chavim, you start off like this. The, the, the Torah says, Example, and then it says a klal. So without darshaning specifically what's like through the three pratim, we would have said nasa klal mosef ala prat. Nasa klal mosef ala prat is one of the yud gibamidos that says that the Torah says an example, and then it says a rule. The rule broadens it to everything. So we would have said and it includes anything. And we're saying no, but then why would it have to have three examples? But it just said one. So now we go back and we say that it's only things that are like the three examples. So now that's where we're picking it apart. So I would say, but it's only Mitzvah's essay. Things are like that. Mitzvah's Lo And how do I know that the rule applies even to the, the Lo Saseis, to a negative Mitzvah, to a negative commandment that I can't, it's only negative commandments that are about the Pesach. That's why the Torah gave another example. Don't leave it over till the morning. So that's something about the carbon Pesach. It's a Lo The only element is Lo but I would still, that only applies to a negative Mitzvah, which is fixable, right? If you leave it over till the morning, it's fixable. You're supposed to burn it. It's fixable in the sense there's no, there's no lashes. You don't get punished because you, it's nitek say You fix it in the morning by burning it. I don't know the same thing applies to a full lav, which you cannot fix. How do I know that that also only applies to the carbon Pesach, to the Pesach Sheni, if it's inherent in the carbon? Give a third example of not breaking a bone. And we'll see what things we've included and excluded in a second. So bottom line is, that's what we've had. What did we have? That's somewhat related to the carbon on top of the carbon. Then we have lava nitiklase of not leaving over till the morning. It's about the carbon and not to break the bones, which is a lav gummer. So and then it says, so what do we say? We say anything that's like those three, we include. Ma prat, just as those three examples. But four are given, Mrs. Those are all So to any other essay. Or which are about the carbon will also apply. But any essay, or which are not about the carbon will not apply. So we have to figure out now what did we just do? Now, those are the, the rules. But what, what practically did we just include? So the Gemara now elaborates. Gemara goes through. The Klaal of the Matzah Shorim by generalizing the, the, the rule of Matzah Shorim, what did we include? Meaning again, it says, Kechol Gozabasach is going to be a Klaal, anything like Matzah Omar. What is something like Matzah Omar? Tzli'eish, the idea that has to be roasted on the fire. That's a mitzvah's essay. It's a mitzvah's essay, go roast it. So the idea that you should roast the meat, that's included, how do we know it has to be roasted meat by Pesachini? Because the Torah says, eat Pesachini, and it says, so the generalization after the specification says, anything that's like you should, in the mitzvah to say form, you should do. So that comes to include Siliyesh, that has to be roasted. For, Correct. Where this whole analysis here is, is the Tanakhama's view. So the Gemara says, What are we excluding? By saying, and then generalizing, it's only something that's related to the carbon. What are we excluding? Like the idea of the mitzvah, which is, again, a mitzvah of Tashbizu. There's no mitzvah of Tashbizu that applies to Pesach Sheni. That's the essay, the mitzvah. Says the Gemara, maybe reverse it. Why don't we say that you can't have chametz? 
that there should be, who knows, maybe I should include the commandment of, of getting rid, getting rid of, of Chametz, we should include Tashbisu, and there should be no commandment to roast the Karm Pesach on fire. How do we know? Mark explains, that's what we were saying. If it's better to include an intrinsic mitzvah. In other words, the idea of Matzos Marurim, we look at as a prototype as being, it might not be intrinsic mamish in the carbon, but it's more related to the carbon in the sense that, of like roasted meat, than to get rid of chametz. So therefore, if we're going to include one and exclude the other, we're going to include the mitzvah to roast it and not include the mitzvah to get rid of chametz. Okay, great. That's for Masmim Yechlu. Now, the Klalu, the Then we have Leishimenu Aboker, which is a lav, a nitik lase. And we're saying any other lav, a nitik which is related to the carbon, we include. So what are we including? We're including Losotzimimenu, the lav to take out the meat. You're not allowed to take out the meat out of the place where it's being eaten. There's a lav. So if you, so, so there's a very interesting thing here in the Gemara because if you do take it out, it's fixable. Again, where this is a lav hanitik, let's say, it's fixable if you take it out. So Rashi says, yeah, this town holds. All you have to do is bring it back in and eat it. The problem is, and Rashi himself addresses this, is that our Gemara we had before in the last paragraph, the Gemara said, Mom is black on white, that it's possible biyote when it leaves the house, it's disqualified. It's not nitik, let's say, it's like it left Jerusalem. So normally when you suddenly leave Jerusalem, for example, it becomes possible to be and that's it. So if something was abides, you take out the carbon Pesach from the place where it's being eaten, in our Gemara it sounds like it's allowed Hanitek La'aseh, it could be fixed. Earlier we seem to say it was disqualified. So it seems it must be a Machlokas Tanam. And Beprate Ma'akam what are we excluding by the specification? the lav So this is really fascinating Gemara. It seems like in our Gemara that that is a lav hanita klasay. It's a fixed essay. Something that you could an essay could fix the lav. Which essay could fix the lav? Tashbisu. Torah says don't own it. And if I would go own chametz, if I let's say I would buy chametz, then it would be mitzvah tashbisu to get rid of it. It would be a lav hanita klasay. But and and that's the lav hanita klasay that we're excluding. The Rambam's famous opinion, not like this Gemara, is that someone who buys comments on Pesach is loka, is lashes. Everyone asks, it's connected to the Gemara. The Gemara here says, lava So the Gemara says, So why don't I switch it? Why don't I include maybe and exclude the lava of carrying out the meat? So the Gemara says, the same idea. If an intrinsic mitzvah is prioritized, so therefore if we're going to include one thing, not to leave from not to leave over the meat, it makes more sense to include not to carry the meat out than it does to include and then we go to the third example. The klali de etzem lesish brubo in the in the klau in the in, in, in sorry in the example of not breaking the bone. So what are we including? My top of the base, Michael Marber. What are we including? We include No, this is a full fledged lav. So we include like not to eat it partially roasted. That's a lav. Not to eat it partially roasted it applies to pesach shape. It and what are we excluding because of the specification? The lav of slaughtering, the lav of slaughtering the carbon. Um, with chametz. So this is a very interesting thing, right? The Torah said you're not allowed to shecht the carbon with chametz. When the people have the chametz with them, they're not allowed to shecht it. I'll tell you why it's very so interesting. It's because we already know that there's no Yisra Ba'yirah Ba'yimatz. We already spoke about that. But it sounds like an interesting avenue. I would have said even though there's no Yisra Ba'yirah Ba'yimatz, but maybe Al-Kopadim, when you're shechting, you can't have chametz with you. And to that, the Torah is saying, only the only type of lavin that apply to the carbon, and that excludes the type of lav, says the Gemara, maybe I should switch it around, maybe I, sh- I should include the social chametz dam zivchi and exclude the iser of eating it rare. So again, the Gemara says the same idea, mitzvah digufe, other than intrinsic mitzvah, comes first. So bottom line is, what do we have here? After the dust saddle, after everything clears, what do we have? So, we have the three examples and then the rule. So what do we include? So from the mitzvah of Amatzah Shemar Miyokluhu, we include, we include as well, what was the mitzvah that we included? The mitzvah to roast, the roast of meat. 
Then we and we and we excluded the mitzvah of tashbisu of getting rid of chametz. Then we had the lava of leaving it over to the morning. We included the isra of carrying out the karma pesach, and we excluded pal yiravani matzah. And then we had don't break the bone, where we exclude and we include not to eat it rare. And the basic idea is that anything more related to the carbon itself is included. Anything more peripheral is excluded. Then it said, in terms of eating it, the first carbon Pesach needs hollow when you eat it at the Seder. Whereas the second Pesach doesn't require hollow. So I says, where is this all from? It says, this song should be for you like the night of the Chag. So it's a very interesting Pesach here in context. When the world is going out. Pesach and Yishar, we're talking about that when we're going to be redeemed. When we're going to have Kibbutz Galos, we're going to sing. And saying, we're going to sing the same way we say hollow on Pesach. So we see... It says in the Pasuk, Kilel Hiskadish Chak. So we darshin, and that's the source for saying hala at the Seder. It sounds very interesting. That's the source, like a real source from the Navi to say hala on the Seder night. So we explain, only the nighttime that's part of the festival, meaning a nighttime that's a yontif. There, like the first night of Pesach, which is a yontif, there there's hala. But a night that's not a yontif, like Pesach it's not, you're allowed to do malach, it's not a yontif. Even if you're eating the carbon Pesach, ain't no and hala, does not require hala. It's only lel amikudosh lachag. Has to be a night, which is a holiday. So therefore, there's, there's no hala that is recited when you eat the carbon Pesach sheni. However, we said that both require hala when it's being brought. So the Mar says, my time. What is the source that we say hala when we're bringing Pesach Sheni, So the Gemara says, and this is a, 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 a two approaches here in the Gemara. Because the whole thing was that Torah says you say hollow with the carbon Pesach, and we said like the night that's Mekudosh, so we only exclude the, the hollow of the night, but we don't exclude the hollow of the day. The Torah said you say the hollow of the night, I'm a Kudosh Lachag. So you're right. To say hollow at the night, it's only when it's a holiday, not when it's not a holiday. But to say hollow during the day, anytime you have a Pesach and it's day, you, you say hollow. So since the carbon Pesach was offered during the daytime, so therefore you would say hollow uh, at that point. So it sounds like in the first approach of the Gemara, that the reason you say hollow when you bring the carbon Pesach is also from that Pesach. The Gemara just says a svar. It's a difficult svar. It's just similar. It's like a bride. So the bride was saying, the din of the hollow is a svar. You think that Klai Yisrael is going to shech the Pesach or take Lulavim without saying hollow? It's like rhetorical. You would think such a thing? Of course not. Of course it's, it's svaradik. It's logical that they should express themselves in song to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when they're taking the Lulav and Sukkis and when they bring the Pesach. Now what's so interesting is, why is that such a good svar? <laughs> and why are these mitzvahs? Well, yeah, why are these mitzvahs special? Mara doesn't say. Very interesting idea. But the bottom line is that's the, the svara here. And because that's the svara, so then it, um, Rashi here just says, the kima de dvar mitzvah hutan hala. It's also the dvar mitzvah. Rashi doesn't explain why these mitzvahs are, are anomalous, why they're so special. So the bottom line is, according to this, it's also the din mitzvah. And that's why Pesach Shein is hala. So it comes out in the Maskana, so really two approaches why there's hollow. When you bring the carbon pasach, one, one approach is really based upon the pasach in Yishai, that there's a so special halach of saying how with the carbon pasach. According to the second approach of the Gemara, it's something special, it's a unique, a unique idea of mitzvah, certain types of mitzvahs require how. Okay, the mission of seven Echol and Sali, they're both eaten roasted. And then it said, they both override Shabbos. The Gemara says, Shabbos in. It sounds like they override Shabbos. Toma lo, but it wouldn't override Toma. Meaning, imagine the scenario where the guy is pushed away to Pesachini because he was Tame. So if, let's say, Pesach Rishon, we know it's Tocha, right? If, if there was Rotsi or Tameh, you'd bring it then. What if this guy was pushed away to Pesach Shani, he's now Tameh? So is he, right? Does he lose his chance to bring Pesach Shani as well? Or does he bring a Batoma? So Mishnah is saying, it does not override Tameh. 
right? It's not, it's not override Tumma, only override Shabbos. The Gemara says, Mr. Lok Rabbi Yehuda, it's actually Machlokas Tanoam Titania, Tocha Shabbos, and Tocha Satoma. Tanakama says, it's Tocha Shabbos, but not Tumma. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Av Tocha Satoma, it's Tocha Tumma as well. Someone who was pushed away to Pesach and then he was Tame, he could bring it, because or else he'll never bring the Karman Pesach. Karman Kafulam's man is Tocha even Tumma. My time, Tanakama, what's the reason for Tanakama that it's not Tocha? So Tanakama says, the Gaval Gasvar, Nate Tumasa Dechisit. The reason he didn't bring Pesach Rishon, the reason he's pushed away to Pesach Shani is because he's Tame, right? So is a logical now that he should bring a Petuma. He's going to bring a Petuma. He should have just brought a Pesach Risha. The whole point of bringing Pesach Shani is that it's a makeup. It's a chance to bring the Pesach Shani, to bring the Pesach Patahara. If you're going to bring a Petuma, then the whole concept, it undermines the whole concept of Pesach Shani. Must be, Pesach Shani cannot be brought Petuma. Rabbi Yehuda, Torah No, Torah preferred, Torah pushed him away because of the chance that he'll bring a Petahara. However, Lo Zachav, he's not, Fortunate to be Tar Yasuit Tumah, then he could at least bring him a state of Tumah. It shouldn't go that anyone in Klaisel doesn't bring the Karmat Pesach. So if you end up Tameh by Pesach Shini, Lamaisa, according to Rabbi Yudah, it's Docha the Tumah, and it can still, it can still be, uh, still be brought. Says Gemara, we elaborate more in the price of Tanar Abanon, Pesach Rishon Docha the Shabbos. The first Pesach override Shabbos. Pesach Shini Docha the Shabbos. Second Pesach also override Shabbos. Pesach Rishon Docha the Tumah. Pesach Shini Docha the Tumah. Both the first Pesach and the second Pesach override Tumah. Now, again, it's worse very differently. First Pesach overrides Tumah. What a world with the Tzibor is Tumah. Otherwise, any individuals are be pushed to Pesach Shini. Pesach Shini, we're saying if those individuals are Tumah, they would still bring the carp. Pesach, Rishon, Ta, and Lina. The first Pesach requires staying overnight, meaning you're not allowed to just bring your Pesach and, and bolt out the door. As a din, you're supposed to stay overnight. We'll see, it comes from the Pesachim. Torah says there in Parshas Re'eh, in the morning it says, you'll go back home. So there's a din of Lina that when you bring your carbon, you should stay overnight. So the first Pesach has that, Pesach, Shani, Ta, and Lina. And the second Pesach um, has, that, has that as well. So now the Gemara analyzes who the Tana was. If we said it's Docha the Tomah, if we said that the second Pesach is Docha the Tomah, clearly come on, Kerbiuda, we're only going to Kerbiuda. Remember the Rabbanan held that Pesach Shani is not Docha Tomah. So clearly the Brides are holding Kerbiuda. So the Gemara is bothered. The Rabbiuda Ta'an Lina, according to Rabbiuda, is it true that the second Pesach requires Lina that you have to stay overnight? Hatanya, it says in the Brides, Rabbiuda Omer, Minai, the Pesach Shani, she ain't Ta'an Lina. How do I know the second Pesach does not require staying overnight? Meaning you could just bring it and go home right away. Shunemar, it says in the Pasuk, that's the Makar of Lina, the Pasuk and Parshas Re'eh. It says, turn around in the morning and go home. That's the Makar of Lina. Uchsev, what's the very next Pasuk? For six days, you have a Chiyav Ti'i Matzah. It talks about the, the Chiyav Ti'i Matzah on Pesach. So, so we, what does one have to do with the other? So we dash it up. When is there a day of Lina? It's only on the first Pesach, where there's a, where there's a holiday of, of Pesach that follows. With the second Pesach, which doesn't have a holiday of eating matzah after it for, for a bunch of days, so there's no din of lina. There's no din of lina, and therefore you don't. It's not. It doesn't require. So now we're really bothered that there's a steer who the price is because the price it has to be reviewed because it said it's docha toma. Only Rebuda holds Pasashenis Dochatum. On the other hand, it can't be Rebuda because it said Pasashenis Ta'an Lina. And we have a Bryce where Rebuda says Pasashenis does not require Lina because it says Lina next to the mitzvah of, uh, of eating matzah. So therefore, it only applies. It only applies on the first Pesach. So the Gemara answers straight on the Yehuda. The Bryce's are really the two different people quoting where Rebuda said. So it's not, it's, not really, it's not really a problem at all. According to the first Bryce, uh, Rebuda holds Lina. According to the second price, uh, he does not. So it's actually just a machlokas. It's actually just a machlokas of um, what Rebuda says about Lina for Pesach Shein. Okay. Why but, would Lina go against the idea of Tuma again? Like, uh, against his opinion. Why, if there is Lina, would it conflict his opinion about 
being able to bring Pesach Sheni while Tameh? Well, it, it doesn't, it, there's no real connection between the two. It's just that the Bryce has said two dinim. It said, it's Dochet so that's only Rabbi Yehuda. And then it said, it requires Lina. But we know in another Bryce that Rabbi Yehuda is quoted as saying, Pesach Sheni does not require Lina. So we have a contradiction who the first Bryce was. Says the Gemara. Now we go back. We learned about when Rav Klai Yisrael is Tameh on the 14th of Nisan. Right? So it's din is that it's Dochet Tomah. And not only is it Dochet Tomah, so that means everyone who's Tameh is allowed to come in, right? The Tameh people could come into that Zara to bring their carbon. And they're allowed to eat from the meat that night. That's the big chilish of carbon Pesach. When in Achila, the Tameh people are able to eat the meat of the carbon, the carbon Pesach, which is carbon Tomah. So now the Gemara says, Pesach Shabbat Tomah. Even though people are tummy allowed to eat it, but not all types of tummy. Not zavim, zavos, nidos, women who have given birth, they're not allowed to eat. What's the idea? The Torah only allows for ishkiya tummy and nefesh, people who are in tummy with dead bodies or sharats. We say those, if they're betzibar, are allowed to bring and participate, come in and eat the meat. But people who have tummy, yotzelem, gufan, people who have tummy that came out of their body, it's more of a severe tumah. The Torah did not override the tumah for them, so they're not allowed to partake in the carbon pasach. Vim achlu, but a big chiddush. If they do eat, so normally, what's the punishment? If you eat from kachim when you're tameh, what's the halacha? You're chayv kars. But in this situation, even though the carbon is not overrided for them for their tumah, but if they do eat pturimi kars, they're pater from kars, and we'll see what the source is in the gemara. That was why, if, if they're not allowed to eat it, so lachayr, there should be there should be kars. What's the prat? So we'll see in the gemara what the source is. Rabbi says even further. If they would come in, they're not supposed to come into the base of the when they're Tameh. So the Tameh makes people that Tumah is overridden, they're allowed to come in. What if some of these Tumah Yosef Lehmi Gufan, like the Zav, would come into the base of Mekdash, you would say he's Chayv Karis? Says Rebbe Lazar, no, he's not Chayv Karis either. Again, he doesn't override the Tumah, he's not allowed to, he's not supposed to, but if he does, there's no liability for Karis. And again, we'll see what a source for this will be. Says the Gemara Tanar Abanon, Seven Zavas Nidos Yodos, Pesach Shavavat Tumah, if they ate a Karm Pesach, there was Barpa Tumah, Yachul Chayavim. You would think they're Chayav Karis, Tamil Lomar, it says in the Pasach, Kol Tahar Yochabasa. It says any Tahar person should eat the meat of a Karban, and then it says, Any person who eats a Karban when he is Tumah on his body, so then he gets Karis. So we darshan as follows. What does one have to do with the other? If the meat is, is being eaten by people who are tahar, then if somebody who is tame eats it, he is chayav kars. However, if the meat of the carbon is not being in any way by people who are tahar, like in our case where the Pesach is Baba Tumah and it's being eaten by people who are tame meis, then even if other types of tame people eat it, who are not supposed to eat it, the carbon, they don't have the right to override the carbon Pesach, but there's no of so that's the idea we're saying. We're saying there's two points. Number one, it's only for the type of tumah of tamei mace or sharetz that the Torah pushed away their, their tumah for the common Pesach. Okay, point. They're not supposed to, Zav and Zav are not allowed to participate. But there's no chiv karis if they do, because the Torah indicates that it's only the, the type of kachim which is being nechalat tahorim, that Torah people are going to eat it. So then if a tummy person eats it, he's chiv karis. But if there's a din dechiyah, people are tamei mace are meant to eat the common Pesach, then, then, then there's no chiv karis if someone who is a Zav were to eat it. Says the Gemara, the bride, so continues, that's all for eating the meat. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar asks, we would think, let's say a Zav pushed his way in and comes into the Azara, the Pesach Ababatumah. When it was the Pesach Ababatumah, right? So all the Tami Mace people were in the Azara. And one Zav pushes his way inside. So I would say, he's Chayav Karis, because he's not, he doesn't have his Tum over it. And so for him, it's forbidden to come inside. I would say there's the regular Karis penalty. The Torah says in one breath, right? 
send away the, the Mitzorah, the Zav, and anyone who tumbled in Ephesh from the camp. So we say, if even the people are tumbling in are being sent away, then the Zav Mitzorah can't be there as well. But if it's a situation where those who are tumbling in are in the Azara, and why? Because it's a Pesach above they're allowed to be there. Then there's no punishment of kares if the Zavon and Mitzorahim are there. So it's an interesting idea, this is Rebbe Lazarus Drasha, that if the tummy, a Zavon person who is Zavon would push his way in on Erev Pesach and come in when the Tommy Mesa are there, he wouldn't be high of kares. But the Rabbanon don't, don't dash in that. They don't dash in that. They, they hold it coming for something else. So according to them, if the Zav would be there in the Azar, he actually would be high of kares. It's only Rebbe Lazarus who makes that Drasha. So now the Gemara wants to know a general new question. When Pesach is Baba Tomah, so the Tommy Mates people certainly are in the Azara. So they're allowed to be in the Azara. But what if they push their way inside and they enter into the Hechel, they enter into the Kodesh? So they really have no business being in the Kodesh. They, they don't need to be in the Kodesh. Pesach is all barred in the Azara. But they push their way in and now they're in their Hechel. Would they be five cars? Do I say, since they have a, right, their tumah is overridden for them to enter into the Azara, so who cares if they enter into the Hegel? No, there's no difference, right? They're allowed to be in the Azara, so there's no problem with them being, they're not, they don't keep cars if they go into the Hegel. Oh, Dilmar, maybe my history, history. We only say that whatever was mutter to them out of necessity is mutter, like the Azara. Hide the lowest tree, but any point beyond the Azara, any further in, lowest tree is not mutter to them. So if they go into the Hegel, then maybe they're five cars. It says send away from the camp. What does it mean? Minamachana. Afilu mixas machana. That implies that the iser, the kares, could apply even if it's only to a portion of the camp. So we're saying that there is a chiv kares. We're saying that the language of the pasuk implies that there's a time where you're chiv kares because you entered into a part of the camp. What does that mean? A part of the camp versus the whole camp. It means even in a case where you're allowed to be in the camp. Like Pasach Ababa Tumah, but the Tumah is overridden and allows the Tamimese people to be in the Azara, but they're still sent away from a part of the camp. They're still a Chiv Kares if they go into the Hechol. However, now the Gemara brings a second version which says just the opposite. says, send them away. They should be sent to outside of the camp. So what does it mean? What's the emphasis that they should be sent all the way to the outside of the camp? If the idea is that the tough person has to be kicked out from the entirety of the camp, then there's a din that they can't be even in a portion of the camp. But when is the situation where they're definitely not going to be expelled from the whole camp because they're definitely allowed to be in the Azara, so there's no din that the portion of the camp is mechai of them kari. So according to the Ikad army, it's just the opposite. Mamish to the contrary. We're saying that if they... If they would go into the Hegel, they would not be high of cars. Okay, now the Gemara is another type of questioning. By Rav Yosef, again, Tmei Mesim are supposed to eat the meat of a carbon Pesach above a That's part of the Dechiyah. So what if instead of eating the meat, which they're supposed to, they eat they eat from the Imur. Now in general, you're not supposed to eat from the Imur. But if somebody who's Tamei eats from the Imur, in general, Stam, they're supposed to be burnt on the Mesbeh. But if somebody who's Tamei eats from the Imurim, Forget about the fact that he's done the wrong thing by eating the Imurim, but he's chayv kares, the Torah tells us, for eating in Tumah. So we want to know, what if the guy did the wrong thing? The Tamei's guy, he decides for eating the, the meat, he ate the Imur when he was Tamei. So we want to know, is there kares for eating Batumah? So what's our question? The same way, 
Tumas Basar, the meat from the carbon was mutter, meaning there's no kares for eating the meat of the carbon pasach habababatumah. So the issue in Tumas Emurim shouldn't be more chamer. You're not supposed to eat the Emurim, but out the issue of the fact that he's tummy to be chayav kares, it shouldn't be chayav kares. It's not more chamer than the meat that he's eating when he's tummy. Only was mutter out of necessity to eat the meat of the carbon, that was hutter. My de low ishtiri, low ishtiri, but what was, wasn't necessary to be matter, we weren't matter. So if you would eat the emurim, but it might be chayav kars. So I'm a rav and michti, let's examine. Thomas emur mechis ravi. How do we know in the Torah that you're chayav if you eat the emurim? When you're tummy, the Torah only speaks about eating the basar you meant to eat. How do we know the cloud this didn't that if you eat the emurim, but you're chayav? It comes from the language within the laws of Tumas Basar. It says you eat the meat, which is to Hashem. What does it mean, the meat, which is to Hashem? It's not to Hashem, it's to the people. The answer is, the Torah is referencing that we come to include the Emurim for the Isser. That's the very source that if someone Tomei eats the Emurim, they're Chai. From the words Asher Hashem, which were taught by Tumas Basar. So we make a comparison between Tumas Basar and Tumas Emurim. Wherever there's an Isser, on the basar, for a tummy person to eat it. So easy to Thomas Murim. So the law by Thomas Murim is and applies as well. Or the halach of Thomas Basar is not in effect. Like a pasach of Abba less than the Thomas Emurim. So there's no, then, then the law that, that the tummy person can't eat the Emurim is not in effect. So the Gemara is darshaning up that although it's not out of necessity, there's no din for the Tumma to override the Thomas Emurim. But Lamai says, since Tumas Emurim is taught as a part of the law of Tumas Basar, so whenever Tumas Basar is not in, is not in force because it's overridden, so that the Tumas Emurim also would not be overridden. So just do one last Gemara told the Mishnah by Ravzera. The Torah and Mitzrayim, they didn't have a Mizbech. So what do they do with the Emurim of the Carbon Pasach? The original Carbon Pasach, which was bought in Mitzrayim, there was no Mizbech. So what do they do with the Emurim? Who says that they didn't make a barbecue? Meaning maybe they just burned it completely on the, on, even though it wasn't a Mizbech, they just burned it on the spit. There were three different Mizbechos in the Mitzrayim where they put the blood. They didn't have, what did they do with the blood? Now you want to know what they did with the Emurim, what did they do with the blood? And there's no Mizbech. So the idea when Hashem said to put the blood on the two doorposts and the lintel, those were functioning B'tayras Mizbech. Tremendous Chiddush. It was at a din of a Mizbech. It wasn't just a sign to put the blood there. It was much more. It had a din of Mizbech. Apparently there was nothing else. Meaning, Hashem made a point of saying put the blood on the, on the, on the doorpost to have a din Mizbech, but Hashem didn't say anything about the Emurim. It must be there was no din Emurim. Bechlal, there was no Dinevimurim. And if there was no Dinevimurim, then, then what could the Gemara saying? Could be Bechlal, maybe you could just eat them. There was no problem. There was no, there was no Dinevimurim. So it's very interesting Gemara. What the Gemara is coming out is that Pesach Mitzrayim is one carbon where the Torah doesn't emphasize anything with the Dam or the Emurim. It doesn't say anything. In fact, the only time, place we know any time in the Torah, and we had this a little bit before, that you have to throw the blood of a carbon Pesach on the Mizbech. So a random Pesach in Parshish Korach is Damam Tizrok by carbon Bechar. And it says it in a plural way, so we include the carbon Pesach. But the Torah never ever says in Parshas Bo to take the blood of the carbon pesach and throw it. However, Rav Yosef is saying that there is a din of, of applying the blood, and it was manifest in putting it on the mezuzahs and sheam ashkrof. And what the Gemara is going shakavotari though is was there a din emur? Either there was a din emur and they burned it on the spit completely, or the bechal there was no din emur. The whole din was simply to burn the blood, to, to throw the blood which they applied in the doorpost. But there was bechal no halacha, no din of emurim by pesach.